0: hello 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 everyone and welcome to the dr tamara beckford show i am excited it is the month of february and i'm in the mood for love so we're going to be talking about women doctors and dating today i have one of our docs out there who has put together an app to help those single people who are looking for love all righty before we get into all of that, I know some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, Dr. Beckford, you know, I'm not going to be able to catch all of the interview today. And I'm like, that's okay. That is okay because we have this wonderful interview to be available on our Your Caring Docs website. That's U R C A R I N G D O C S dot com. Hit the podcast. You'll see our doc's beautiful face. Download this episode and send it to your friend who you're like, mm, you know what I know somebody who needed this episode send it to that person right so we're looking forward to you having them all righty now some of you guys are like I want to jump on it I'm like all righty no problem you can be on the show also just send me an email at drbeckford at docs.com. right so without further ado let's get into today's wonderful show All right. So my doc for today, she's a graduate of the Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine. She did her residency in psychiatry at Howard University. So all the bisons out there, H-U. There you go. Yeah, there you go. All my bisons. Hello. Hello. She is one of yours. Now she is. In private practice, she's a, psychiatry who, a psychiatrist who has her private practice in the Washington, D.C. area. But in addition to that, she is a doctor who is the founder of this new dating app that's called Miss Doctor. So Miss Doctor is a unique dating platform that's designed for successful women and single men out there who are from various professions who are looking for serious relationships, all right? So I'm talking about the one and only Dr.
1: Ify Williams. Woo! Hello, Doc, how Hello. are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me, I'm very excited to be here. Me too. I'm
0: excited to talk about all this love stuff. But before we get into all of that, let's find out a little bit more about your story so everybody can get to know who is behind this wonderful app. So let's talk about medicine.
1: And what made you decide to be a doctor in the first place? Tell us the background. Yeah, you know, I grew up in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up there. I moved to the U.S. when I was 17. Um, I think my desire to go into pursue a career in medicine can stem from experiences growing up in Nigeria, and it doesn't have the best healthcare system. Um, mm-hmm. experienced, you know, family members, loved ones um, struggling with your health, you know, health problems were not properly treated I and mean, managed. Um, losses that we've experienced as a family. Mm-hmm. So from a young age, you know, just having those um, experiences and just knowing that, you know, if I could be in a position to be able to help people. Mm-hmm. I you know, treat illnesses. I could save lives. I could improve mm-hmm. health. you know, so that's kind of how the desire came about. And you know I took steps to you know hone that interest over time. and mm-hmm. you
0: know yeah. here we are. okay. So from like a young age, you're exposed to health care and the challenges that it brings with the lack thereof, um, you know, might not have, all the resources that are necessary to give the optimal care. Because we know that people out there who are in healthcare, no matter where you are within the world, everyone's doing their best. But if you don't have all the resources, you can do but so much at that level, right? So you're like, okay, boom, I know this is for me. I've experienced some losses. I've seen some things. I definitely want to be able to help those who are around. So healthcare and medicine became it. Now you started zoning in. You're like, all right, there we go. I'm zoning <laughs> in. So you zoned in and then you went to med school. Yes. Now in medical school, there's a plethora of different specialties. So tell us how you came about going into psychiatry. So what about P's? What about OB? What about, come on now.
1: You know, it's no it's interesting. Oh, right. At first, when I first, when I initially was thinking about becoming a doctor, I was thinking more of primary care. Mm-hmm. And, Internal medicine, family medicine. Um, but somehow along the line, you know, being in medical school, I, I just I, I gravitated towards psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting because I had psychiatry towards the end. Mm. Along the way, you know, I identified things that I wasn't interested in. It was very easy to do that. <laughs> Surgery, no, you know, things like maybe OB, no. Um, So it was easy to kind of eliminate and I kind of maintained interest in primary care until I hit the field of psychiatry. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually very interesting. You know, I don't know if kind of growing up in Nigeria, I feel like mental health is not as appreciated, is not as Mm -hmm. understood. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stigma associated with it and also here in the U.S. too. But, you know, I think just maybe coming from that background and just having this big exposure to it, you know, I was like, this is very interesting. You know, I was very fascinated about just the working of the mind, you know, the brain-body connection, you know, just... Mm -hmm. You know, I love listening to patients you know people sharing their personal stories with you. you don't get that you know in ivory field. you know people sharing their, their thoughts, their emotions, their struggles, their stresses. you really get to connect with people on a very deep personal level um, and then you just realize wow I mean just mental just having mental illness can have a significant impact on people's lives, their quality of life, you know their physical health too. Um so kind of all of that combined into um making me want to provide be in a position to provide mental health care to help improve people's lives, um, improve their functioning, you know, seeing people go from just not able to do anything, they can't get to work, you know, they can't get out of bed every day, to, you know, receiving treatment and it's just night and day, you know, making a big difference. I mean, that was always very satisfying and fulfilling for me. So and also, you know, just over time. Was, you know, my fourth year, you know, getting to do my, my AI, um, you know, learning more about the field of, you know, I felt this is something I can actually see myself mm-hmm. doing for a long time. I mean, you have to like what you're doing. I mean, Absolutely. you, know, like you can't, right. Um, because yeah. you're doing it every day, you have to wake up and go do that thing. Um, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. It's like, okay, this is something that I can actually see myself doing. I enjoy doing it. And mm-hmm. here I am. Love it.
0: Now, those who are listening, they heard you said, and doing my fourth year doing AI, and they're probably like, AI, artificial (laughs) intelligence? No. (laughs) For us in medicine, we call the AI, it's an acting internship. So it's the year where you, as a fourth year medical student, you are taken on the role of how you would be when you become a first year resident, which is called the intern year. So, the AI for us is acting internship year, where mm-hmm. you really try to figure out, okay, this is how I'm going to be when I graduate and I'll be doing this specialty. Mm-hmm. So, just wanted for a little clarification. But yeah, that's the year when you really see if this is what you want. Exactly. And that year for you was a powerful year that it solidified in exactly. your mind.
1: Exactly. That's the old that, that. So I went on to apply and mm-hmm. to Howard University, which I really wanted to be in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. I nice. Maryland, I've always been Maryland, and I just stayed in the D.C. area for residency right. and beyond. I love, it.
0: I love it. Alrighty, so here we are, you know, so now we're at Howard University, H.U., yes. doing your... You know, residency in psychiatry and, you know, loving it. Were there any particular thing that drew you during that year? A lot of times when I'm talking to some of my doctors, Mm -hmm. they have a story where they have a patient that really had an impact on them. During that, you know, during their years of training,
1: mm-hmm. do
0: you have one that you're like, oh, I remember this particular patient has a huge impact on my life and yeah. changed my view? Already, right, tell us about that person. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I do have many experiences like that, but I mm-hmm. think one that I can really remember right now, I know I had a young patient from she was she she moved here as a, as an international student, um, mm-hmm. in the country. Um, I think it was either India or, or Pakistan, mm-hmm. one of those countries. Um, and you know, she came here first time, leaving her family behind, mm-hmm. moving to a country, kind of you know, very much alone in the US. And then she falls head over heels in love with some some boy, you know, <laughs> <right there. laughs> falls head over heels in love with a boy here, um, who initially she felt you know she thought was really into her as much mm-hmm. as she was. So um, mm-hmm. it turned out that that wasn't the case. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. great, you know, kind of naive 19 year old girl, you know, just had her first great love experience. And then suddenly it's, you know, kind of over. She's experiencing mm-hmm. her first breakup. She was very devastated. I mean, she attempted suicide and that's how, mm-hmm. people, you know, wound up in our unit. So, you know, it was very, I mean, from a different perspective, it was very interesting just mm-hmm. Listening to her, you know, hearing her story could feel her pain, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've experienced heartbreak before I know what that must feel like um, for her first time and just being here in the US, not much support. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. in the US, um just kind of feeling like her whole life is over. It's affecting her her school. She was on a scholarship as an international student. So now she's taking a leave of absence from school. Her family over there are worried, you know, mm-hmm. she's, come here, pursue her PhD, you know, be able to get a good job, help the family. She has all this pressure and just feeling yeah. like all of this is just crumbling because she met a boy, she fell in love, and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's for me with psychiatry, I mean, we, you know, I see a lot of different things and you know, that similar stories like that. And you know, I think as a, psych- as a budding psychiatrist at that time, I felt like I really love being in that position to talk to her only mm-hmm. discussing, you know, her her diagnosis, or her treatment plan, connecting with her on a personal level, counseling her, you know, you're the person that she's listening to, to hear it's going to be okay. Cause right mm-hmm. now, her whole world is over. She's never going to meet another guy like him, mm-hmm. um, she's never gonna be able to get her PhD. She's her grades are failing all of these things. So he just takes that special, connection that you make with that patient. They have to also kind of trust you, um, mm-hmm. kind of build that trust with them to to believe that it is really gonna be okay. You know, it does get better. Um, and just kind of helping them navigate, moving on from this horrible experience
0: absolutely yeah that it is devastating if you think about at that age you know you do feel like you're an adult but there's still that transition from adolescence to adulthood and to go through an experience like that when you're in a different country a different culture and that's one of the 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 um challenges that happens when you're from like you're an international student or if you're just a foreigner period right yes. you might all speak english but there're little nuances in the in the way that we communicate, the words um, that we speak, you know, the 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 little in between and the 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 um, intricacies of how we communicate with each other, the spoken and the unspoken words, and I can imagine this poor young lady, you know, going through heartbreak for the exactly. first time and exactly. doing it alone. -hmm. Yes, it's it's glad that she was able to get help. And I'm hoping that she can look back at that time in her life and says, Wow, you know, I've been through that valley, but now I'm on the mountain. Um, I'm doing much better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing much better. And and I can see how I can be probably a resource for any anyone else who might need. All righty. So we're here now. And you've done all of these wonderful things. You're a psychiatrist. You're you have your own private practice. You're here in the you know the DC area, and you're doing all of these wonderful things. But then (laughs) this doctor, when did that come into play to say, you know what? I want to put an app. I want to build an app out there for doctors and dating mm-hmm. tell us how did that come about
1: how did that come about yes mm-hmm. so I, I I was single at different points in medical school um and during the early years of my residency so this actually this idea actually came about um, towards the end of my second year of residency mm-hmm. you know as you know I've, I've, I've had negative experiences you know dating trying to date mm-hmm. um, trying to date as a resident (laughs) (laughs) that's the biggest joke (laughs) you know working 80 hours a week you know barely sleeping all of these things um even when i was in medical school too it was very challenging you know I i had friends and i still have friends who were also trying to do the same thing you know we commiserated with each other you know we talked about our frustrations, you know, the challenges that we're experiencing. Um, and there was always a theme, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, What, you know, what, what is, what is, what do we all have in common? You know, we're residents. We're very, you know, we're busy. You know, this phase of our life is very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, free time. Um, the process of online dating involves just sifting through a ton of profiles on dating apps. You know, mm-hmm. you're going through it, you're hoping to find people that, that you like and you know with the hope that okay they would like you too, and then you match and you can start chatting and you know then you go on a date and maybe you know sparks fly and you know maybe live happily ever after <laughs> for some reason. but you know we found that a lot of times you know we're spending our li- limited free time Doing mm-hmm. this work. Whenever you can find little downtimes, you know, we get one day a week off. You remember how it was during residency? Sometimes if you yeah, that means you, you're not on Q2 call. Yeah, <laughs> you get one free day off a week, you know, yeah. once you're caught up and sleep, you know, and you know, able to kind of put time into something else, you know, you you mm-hmm. open up your app, you're sitting through all these profiles, and you know, you find that. You're, you end up connecting with people only to find out that they don't want to date you, not because, <laughs> you know, something to do with just, you know, either attraction or personality, just simply because you're yeah. pursuing a career in medicine, right? so mm-hmm. um, we all had this experience, you know, and we we had a lot of frustrations with this because, one, we don't have much time to do all of this work. Um, it is almost like a second job trying to date you. <laughs> seeping through all these profiles and then finding people, you know, only to realize that they actually don't want to date you for one reason or the other. Some valid, you know, some may seem like valid reasons, you know, some people and we all have our preferences. Um, but, but then, you know, I felt well, there has to be a better way, you know, to, to improve our dating experience. It has to be a better way, um, to cater to women doctors, especially because it feels as though, um, Things that are, I mean, things that compared to our male counterparts, you know, being highly educated, pursuing, you know, a career in medicine, um, being accomplished, um, pursuing this demanding career that involved many years of training, long work hours, all of these things seems less appealing to some men, you know, emphasis on some, because it's not all. There are definitely, you know, men that don't fit that, that, that criteria, you know, that don't fit that picture. But it just seems like there's, um, this is almost like a disadvantage for us, you know. I'm having friends telling me, "Well, on my my dating profile, I don't put that I'm a doctor." Like you <laughs> shouldn't have to do that. Like this is who you are. Like why should you have to hide who you are? Oh, because you know, sometimes you know, a man sees that you're a doctor, they don't even bother, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the reasons are many. I mean, we can talk about some of them. You know, be here. You know, some men feeling kind of intimidated or. Not comfortable dating a highly educated woman um, or a woman who might, you know, at some point have a higher income that that they would that they would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people concerned that you know our lifestyles are going to be different. Okay. You know, that they can't afford to provide for. You know, men have this thing like wanting to be the provider and kind of taking care of your family and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I have some that are just have concerns about your availability. You know. Yeah. I only have this amount of hours, you know, to see you, especially in a long distance picture, Mm -hmm. you know, we might not be able to see each other that often, Mm -hmm. even in the same city, you know, these are the, this is the limited hours that I can see you. And sometimes they want more than you can provide. And that's okay. I understand that. So long story short, we just, I just wanted to have a better platform Mm -hmm. that, Um, can enable us to use our limited free time more efficiently, Mm -hmm. um, more effectively, you know, help us to be more successful in finding the right partner for us. And Mm -hmm. emphasize right partner because the right partner for a woman doctor isn't all of the above. You know, they're not intimidated by your success they're okay. comfortable dating someone who might have a higher income, no matter mm-hmm. how great the disparity is. Um, you know, they're not. You know, they're willing to deal with those difficulties. Mm-hmm. I don't have much free time. You know, that's okay by me. At some point, it might be different. You know, you mm-hmm. might have time later on. You know, eventually, when you start working as an attending, you're still not going to have a whole lot of time. But things will be better. You know, they're willing to mm-hmm. you know, deal with the good times and the bad times, right? So Mm -hmm. one wanted to have a platform where the men are vetted um, and screened. The men who are on this app already know what they're going to be getting on this app. Everybody on this app are women doctors, which includes physicians, dentists, lawyers, pharmacists, basically all doctoral level professional women. Mm -hmm. And we're pursuing those careers, whether you're in training or in school, you're pursuing a doctoral level degree or higher or medical degree. And what so already that limits the pool of men that you're going to find on the app because you know they're not going to join the app if they're not interested in dating this population of women. Mm-hmm. So, way, you know, there's a higher chance that you know you're going to find someone, meet someone that you like. There's not going to be as much of that issue that okay, maybe they're not open to dating you for that reason. And you know, of course, there be other reasons, but it's not going to be that, right. Okay and and i just think that that helps to improve the success rate of our women doctors finding love and mm-hmm. a personal like goal you know that's that's kind of how it's in, you know all of this started um, yeah
0: i love it and you know what's so interesting is that um this is real life for us is <laughs> it favorite. is like you know so um yes during residency you have gone on dates and you know some of a lot of the um when you think about the i still call it courtship during the courtship yes. time of um when you are meeting someone getting to know them during that time you do want to spend um time with them you know and the time allows you to get to know each other more um to see if you are compatible but time is one of those things that we just didn't have a lot of, especially if you're in residency, you know, um, the last years of med school, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's similar for those who are pursuing doctorate levels in other um, of the other professions where you
1: just
0: just don't really have as much time. And um, it really hurts because we've all been through it. (laughs) When the person is like, well, Mm, You know, well, I can't convince you because we don't have enough time. I can't spend time with you, -hmm. (laughs) or if they just move on to somebody else (laughs) because exactly they can't spend enough time, and the other person has more time to engage in the relationship than you did. So, the solution to some of those barriers is this app where you're saying, Listen, you know what you're gonna get, right? This person they're pursuing their doctorate or they are currently a doctor. And these mm-hmm. time is mm-hmm. not to say that they won't have time for you, but a lot of the time it's going to be quality is going to be valuable time. But, you know, if that is a barrier for you and for the relationship, then yeah, for you. And, that's okay. and, and that that's is okay. okay. Exactly. And that exactly. is okay. So, okay. Now, you know we have this app and we have um so, so what are some of
1: your friends saying about yeah. it <laughs> a lot of my friends have been very supportive um from the mm-hmm. beginning you know i have my friends in residency you know we all kind of went through residency together single dating you know they have uh, you know i really wish this app was kind of up and running while i was dating um you know we did do like a market uh research you know prior to launching the app you know a lot of people were very excited. Like this is something that can really be helpful. Have mm-hmm. um, responses from people who are now married, but said, you know, this is an app that when I was in medical school, when I was in residency, or even as an attending, you know, already practicing physician, mm-hmm. you know, there are many physicians in their 30s, late 20s, early 30s, even mm-hmm. late 30s, and, and and beyond, different ages. Who are you know who are single. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, some might even be worried about the sticking time that t- ticking biological clock that you know a lot of women worry about um and you're really trying to find love you know as soon as possible mm-hmm. so this is something that would have really helped me you know those who want to get married you know might feel like well maybe i would have been married much earlier if this app was was available <laughs> but, you know there are also implications you know you have women doctors who want to have uh, biological children with a partner or spouse and mm-hmm. the first step to doing that, of course, is finding the right partner. So for mm-hmm. some people, you know, if this doesn't happen, there are a lot of, you know, things, you know, a lot of uh, issues, you know, there are a lot of uh, consequences to that. You know, they may not they may or may not achieve that goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that is what they want. Um and so some people might say, you know, if I had this app, um, you know, maybe I would have had a child or two, you know. Mm-hmm. Or have a child at much later age, you know, so there are all these different comments that we received that just made us feel like this is an app that could um, make things better mm-hmm. experience for women doctors. Um, you know, there's just, has to be a better way of, of helping them to find love. Um, I
0: love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So we're going to come, we're going to um, delve a little bit more into what you know you have for those for this month of february the month of love but before we go into all of this like you know we've talked about the 80-hour work week we've talked about like pursuing not really having that much time mm-hmm. a lot of things that happen during the course of um us pursuing medicine Um, and then once we pursue it, we're like, "Woo, it's going to be better. And then it's like, you know, it's still a lot and you're dealing with a lot is that burnout occurs now for you. Have you ever experienced burnout? If so, what did it look like for you?
1: Oh yes. I have definitely, I wouldn't say I've experienced burnout at its worst state Mm -hmm. at the worst that it could be, you know, but I've definitely come very close to it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think at a period where. You know finishing, I mean definitely in medical in residency, but I was at a period where just shortly after finishing residency, you know, starting my first attending job, um, and also trying to get things ready to start a private practice. Now, as you might know, you know, we just don't learn anything about the business side of medicine in residence. Um, <laughs> Right, so, you know, I, I always knew at some point towards the later years of residency that I wanted to go into private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tried to learn as much as I could, but it's just not the same as when you're finally here, like okay, you're actually trying to do this. Absolutely. So I'm here working my regular job as an attending. You know, it's your first time working as a physician. You know, still a huge learning curve. You're just still adjusting to being the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and while going through that, I'm also trying to Basically, learn how to start a business. You know, private mm-hmm. practice is a business. You're a doctor, but you're also running a business, mm-hmm. and you have no business background. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, no I'm
0: laughing because it's such. This is such a common theme, yes. and um, you know, we go through it so often. This is an everyday occurrence for most physicians. Exactly. We're like studying our butt off, and we come out of medical school, and we're
1: like, I only know how to work for somebody exactly exactly (laughs) like don't know what what alternative there i mean you you haven't really had enough knowledge to consider the alternative you know that's all we know Mm -hmm. so i was very interested i was really committed to trying to do it the other way um and so just i found myself in a difficult position at that time just trying to learn that trying to get it going you know what I need to do, starting, you know, getting my company name, getting credential with some insurances if I wanted Mm -hmm. to do insurance. Um, Just all of the above, you know, all the things that you have to do. At the same time, you know, I had just started a new relationship um, just right before I finished residency. Um, My partner at the time was overseas. You know, he was in in England at the time, so we're kind of doing this long-distance uh thing for a while mm-hmm. just trying to balance all of that um you know was tough at the beginning um but thankfully you know i was able to to persevere and um you know i'm glad that my my private practice now is thriving and doing well mm-hmm. um very i was very happy that i could get through well, that. when
0: when we think about um like burnout and some of the symptoms and what people are and what they feel and they're going through, what -hmm. would you say were some of your top um, symptoms that puts you into the category that says, hmm, when I feel this, I know where this is heading. And no, we're not about to head down that road again. So what were your symptoms?
1: I think for me, just feeling drained, you know, Mm -hmm. just feeling like I can't really get going um you know, just almost like nothing matters at sometimes nothing matters anymore mm-hmm. you know you just want to just drop everything you're doing and just just do nothing um you know when you start when I start getting because I'm you know a very motivated person you know a highly driven person you have right. to be in order to to do what we do um but I, I get to that point where it just feels like okay you're getting to a point where you're just almost shutting down mm-hmm. you know something something has to change you gotta you know, take a step back. You have to, um, you know, do something to take care of yourself, make some time for yourself, and then come back to what you're doing. Absolutely. So I have to take, you know, some pauses at different points in time, just to kind mm-hmm. of do that and, and be able to keep to be able to keep going and do what I really want to do.
0: Love it. Love it. Alrighty. So now that we figured out, so your faith for you, when you started to recognize when you're heading down that lane towards burnout, it was a lot of physical exhaustion and not like, just not wanting to do anything. And so um, your solution and what you were able to, was to literally pause realign yourself and then get that motivation back so now when you see those signs and you know and what we call symptoms starting to creep back in you have an idea hey well look i might need to pause realign and get that
1: motivation too much you know you just Mm -hmm. like to slow it down a little bit make some more time for yourself Mm and then back
0: yeah love it all righty. so here's my fun question of the day (laughs) all righty so if you weren't a doctor of course psychiatrist not all right no i won't do that that'll be just too mean if i pull that off (laughs) (laughs) all righty so if you were to die and you weren't putting together love connections you weren't creating apps for Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm.
1: What would you do? What would I do? That's a great what would you be? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I think as of right now, I think just where I am, I've always loved to travel.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to pull that off. That's why I said that was so mean, because uh, of the international
1: relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love to travel. You know, I think during my medical school days and residency, I always tried to go to places that you know, help me feel relaxed. So I did a lot of beach destinations, but you know, over the last couple of years now, I'm more interested in, you know, doing things that are more adventurous, you know, going places and I have the energy now to walk around and <laughs> things and do all these sightseeing versus back in the day, I just wanted to just lay out on the beach somewhere and just relax. So mm-hmm. I think for me, I could see myself doing some kind of travel blogging or oh. something involving producing travel related content, mm-hmm. even potentially even, you know, curating trips for people. You know, I love planning. I'm, you know, in, in between my husband and I, I'm the brain for our travels. You know, I'm the one kind of thinking about where we're going. You know, we talk about it, then I would get to work with all the research, pulling out the the tour guide books, you know, booking nice. my research, booking everything. So I could see myself, you know, thriving and doing that. You know, it's something I enjoy doing mm-hmm or do it for myself. And so I could definitely see myself doing it for others. So I think that's something I would love to do. And it would also travel a lot too. see many many different places, learn different cultures.
0: I love it, love it, love it. So we have a travel blogger in this. So this is my question I ask all my guests (laughs) because in my mind, I've created this utopia where I have my docs with all the gifts and all their loves outside of medicine that there. So you're fitting into my travel blog section of that. We have a travel photographer over there too, and a journalist. So you'll be fitting within that category of my docs. Love it, love it, love it. Alrighty. So, you know, we've had this wonderful conversation about this app that you have created, Mm -hmm. Miss Doctor, which is, you know, to help um, those who are in doctorate level positions, and they're single, and they're looking for meaningful relationships. Now Mm -hmm. we are in the month of February. like I keep saying. So do you have, is this app ready? Is it like out there? Are people able to use it? If so, they want to know. Don't keep the yourself, Dr. Ife. You know, so many women are out there in residency and they're like, listen, I want to know all about this. Tell
1: us where they can find it. Yes. So the app is ready. It's very much ready. Um, it's it's We have a, a revamped, updated app that is on the app stores right now. For those with iOS, you know, with um, iOS phones, they can get it on the app store. And for Android, it's also on the Google Play store right now. They um, so just have to search "Miss Doctor in the, the search box. Um, alternatively, They can go to our website. They should also go to our website. They can learn more about us there. Mm-hmm. It's www miss doctor.com um so www- that's m-i-s-s doctor or- s doctor mm-hmm. yes and we have links at the very top that takes you directly to the app stores as well both for ios and android mm-hmm. um, also on social media we have all social well not all <laughs> uh, we have facebook instagram and x um we have those pages up you know like people to Like our post, share our post, help us spread the word about Miss Doctor. Um, Yeah, definitely can find us in all those places. Love it. And questions for us, you know, as feedback or suggestions, we're always open to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Email contact at missdoctor.com.
0: Love it. So you also mentioned they can go on you know the ios or android you can download the app it's available right now but so, they can also go to the website which is www.missdoctor.com what are yeah. some of the other things that they can explore on the website
1: um yeah the, the website you know prior to downloading the app you can have you see their screenshots of the app what it looks mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. how it works Um, We tell you how, you know, how to use it. you know, just sharing more information about it. And while we're doing this too, you can subscribe for newsletters as well. We can, you know, in the future, we hope to have some lunch parties across different cities in the U.S. You know, so we have big goals, you know, we're we're trying to work on. Love it. Subscribe and, and they'll be, you know, kept informed. They'll be the first to know, you know, for all our different events that we're planning
0: okay i love it so all the dc people not to say that that's where it's gonna start but mm,
1: yes. i kind have a feeling
0: yes. DC yes. is a little- <laughs> you that's guys might have great. a dc get together in the upcoming future so you do not want to miss out on yes. this you get it so go to her missdoctor.com website so you can find out all about the up and coming events and this is all available right before Valentine's Day is around the corners. So if you want to try to connect with someone, see if you're compatible, um, go ahead and use the app and see who is out there that's yes. also looking for the same thing that you both are.
1: All right.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Effie Williams. That's Thank you so much on. Yes, my pleasure. Now, yeah. like I mentioned, there's some people who are going to jump on this and they're like, listen, Dr. Beckford, I'm just coming on at the end. And all I'm hearing about is MissDoctor.com. What's going on? And I'm like, you know, what? have no fear because this wonderful episode is available on our Docs.com website. Just go and hit podcast. And you'll see Dr. Ife Williams, beautiful face, download this episode and send it to 10 of your friends who are like, Hey, I can't find anybody. I've been looking for a day. I'm like, Hey, you know, we have this information about the Miss Doctor app available for you. Now, yes. for those of you guys who are out there, who are physicians doing amazing things, things inside and outside of clinical medicine just like our doctor today and you're like i want to jump on the show i'm like i want to have you on the show so just send me an email at dr at your to book and we will have you on keep in mind we are booked out a few months in advance why now you know why, because we have wonderful docs who are creating apps out there to connect other doctors. We have wonderful docs, just like the one on today. And you, I know that you're doing wonderful things inside and outside of clinical medicine. And I would love to highlight you like I did Dr. Ife Williams today. All righty, Dr. Ife, any last words for our audience or for those who are listening?
1: Yes, um, I think that for our women doctors, I just want them to know that there are people that can empathize with, you know, single women doctors that should know that there are, other, there are many of us who can empathize with what they're going through. And some of us are working very hard to cater to their needs. And my hope is that they can check out our, our new improved dating app, This Doctor, and hopefully they can find love and achieve their personal life goals. I really believe that this could be a better experience for them, and I would love for them to check us out.
0: Alrighty. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. Ife Williams. And thank you all who have been listening and connected with us. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>